definitely research not just the opportunities that you're looking for but research behind them how can you add value to someone else's stage or platform I guess platform's a better word how can you add value to them in their platform and then fill that need Leaders Business Lab is for you, the business owner, entrepreneur, the expert in your field who wants to be seen and heard as the influential thought leader in your industry. My name is Samantha Riley and I've been building and growing businesses for over 26 years and I've learned there are three key areas to your success, your mindset, your talents and the people you surround yourself with. Each week, I interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they have used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to another Thursday episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your co-host for today, Samantha Riley, joined by the lovely Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim? I'm doing well, Sam. Sorry to miss last week. I was going to say, so good to have you back again. I know. <laughs> I, well, I, panic. <laughs> I, uh, I took a quick trip over to New Zealand to visit some friends over there and, um, and then suffered from no internet. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried for a bit and then I was like, I don't need to be worried about you. I know that you'll come back to me eventually and you'll Aww. just stuck here. <laughs> Thanks for the concern. <laughs> I, said, I said I was concerned for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it's good. No, it's a good trip. Good to, good to get away. And um, I mean, we've talked a lot about taking these little mini breaks. Mm, mm-hmm. And I think that's really important to sort of get away completely out of your comfort zone and and, uh, and refresh a little bit. So that was my intent with it and was yeah. uh, was really restful. And and coming back, how, how has that impacted your business? Like, are you more creative? Was it just nice to have some time out? I think I... Um, uh, certainly for the first week, I reckon I was more creative, more focused. Mm-hmm. Um, I've certainly noticed that in my wife's business as well. So we're both in business and, and she's really pumped for business this year as a result of taking that little break early on. So nice. Um, rather than just sort of getting to the routine. But yeah, it's been good. Excellent. Good to hear. But today we're going to talk about tips to gain media opportunities that get you more exposure. And I'm, I personally think media opportunities aren't just your traditional media that people think of, but things like expert articles or being quoted as an expert in other people's articles, things like speaking and podcasts. There's lots of ways that we can use these opportunities to, to have more people know what it is we do and share our expertise to you know attract more clients to us. How do you use media in your business, uh, Tim? Um, look, I used to, I mean, strange enough, I used to use it all the time because I actually ran a media company. <laughs> then I guess if you ran that sort of company, then strange isn't really the word. I, um, yeah, I, I ran a media company for 13 years with, you know, several, I think we ended up around 18, 19 million sort of page views a year, um, which was really exciting and, and, and certainly learned a lot from that experience. I probably don't use media as much as I could now. Um, but I know, you know, when I look at my marketing mix across my different channels, and I don't mean Facebook and, and mm-hmm. Twitter, etc. I mean organic paid expert positioning and network. I mean, uh, expert positioning is all around positioning you 
in the media, in the sort of in the mindset, mind of your customers as the go-to authority in mm, your space. Mm. Right? And the more you can do that, the more opportunities come to you, both work and collaborations and joint ventures, but also your ability to command a premium price for your service. Right? You mm. can do exactly the same thing as someone else, but if you're the expert right, and the media and I'm in the air quotes here on, on podcast. <laughs> right? And if you're the expert, you can command that higher price as well. Absolutely. I think that Oprah could pretty much quote whatever price she wanted and, you know, people would would pay it because she's Oprah. She has really taken her authority positioning, you know, to a certain place. I mean, anyone wants to be on featured on Oprah's book club, right? It, it automatically means that you're going to sell a lot of titles. So it's about positioning yourself uh, up there. So today we're going to talk about some tips that you need to consider prior to getting that exposure and also how to get some of those opportunities. But the, the very first point was my idea, but this is your quote. So I'm going to get you to say it because I might get it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone will be like, what is she talking about? <laughs> Look, I think, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. I think it's important in your position and even prior to this, there's certainly a, a branding conversation, right, um, which we'll come back to, right? But I think getting your brand and your brand message correct is absolutely mm-hmm. critical before you put yourself in any media. But when you are starting to look at putting yourself out and and trying to gain exposure through different media channels is is that I think it's really important to try and be the big fish in a small pond pond, rather than be a small pond, small fish in a big pond. Oh, see, we were were both. (laughs) Blah, 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 blah. Okay, a big fish in a small pond as opposed to a small fish in a big pond. Yeah, so being very, very clear on not just your niche, but very clear on your topic uh, in a way that people understand and know your expertise. Before we started recording, I was on LinkedIn and I saw someone who in his title had SEO expert, um, crystal expert, tarot card reader, and something else that had nothing to do with SEO. I can't remember what it was. And I you know, straight away I thought that that is not positioning yourself to be known for something and to have these opportunities, you know, come to you or be attractive to to people that want to fe- feature experts because it doesn't, I think, build the trust of, of what, you know, a reporter or um, a convention or a conference organiser is looking for. Yeah. Well, also like, you know, even we take Oprah. Right? Mm-hmm. Oprah is not an expert in everything, every single thing. She is an expert talk show host, right? That's her small pond mm-hmm. and she's the big fish in that small pond, mm. right? The same way that Ellen is a talk show host, mm-hmm. right? Um, yes, she's a comedian as well, but she's probably known more for her talk shows than being a comedian. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got these all sorts of different spaces where people are an expert in their particular field. They don't generally try and cross over and be an expert in every single field. Actually, I just want to dive into what you just said then, because I think that there's even just a learning in that, that Ellen and Oprah are both talk show hosts. That is their pond, but their talk shows are quite different. So if you were, you know, there, there are people that would be more, attr- or that would be more attracted to the the kind of talk show that Oprah would have, as opposed to the kind of show that Ellen has. So 
it's not just about being that, you know, as that pond being the talk show host, but what is your brand and what are you known for? You know, Oprah is not as funny as Ellen, obviously, and but she she's sort of more known for the deeper conversations in really getting to the core of those deep conversations where Ellen, you know, brings the people to her show that that she, you know that she wants to shine a light on but it's in a very different way so that's mm. that that brand is so important yeah absolutely and that's why that's why i mentioned that brand getting that brand message mm-hmm. before you even put yourself into any channel right is is absolutely critical i think anyway. absolutely well i'm in 100 percent agreement with you tim <laughs> which is probably pretty good <laughs> <laughs> And moving on. <laughs> yeah, look, I, the second thing I think that we need to look at once we've sort of got our, our pond identified and our brand is actually being really clear on our niche and what our topic is, mm-hmm. and what we're doing. And and the example you gave about um, old mate on LinkedIn being the SEO expert and the crystal expert, the tarot expert and, you know, um, celebrity chef. Yeah. It's kind of too many things, so no one really knows where to put you. In fact, I was having a conversation on uh, on my Facebook group just this morning. I was actually inspired by a post I saw in another one about you know referrals in mm-hmm. this case, and I sort of raised and said, "Yeah, it's really important to get that message right." But because sometimes if you if you actually reach out to your customers and say, "What is it that you think that I do?" and if they come back with something that's not quite what you think you do, you're in real trouble. Well, yes, you're in real trouble, but it also gives you a really good uh, foundation to start to fix it. It does, but that's where we come back to that that brand message, understanding that niche, right? And and all these things are sort of foundational to actually kind of building these media opportunities and building this exposure. Because when we know what it is we do, what our customers think we need, we do. And when we understand where they are, we can find it very, very easy to reach them and actually build a, a, a brand and you know, build exposure very quickly mm. in the same way that, you know, potentially Ellen and Oprah have done so. Absolutely. Now, I think what's interesting about Oprah is why we, you know, we're on that is that she actually has done something very similar to Gary Vaynerchuk, right? And where he talks about building your own media company. Mm-hmm. Right? So Harpo, strangely enough, Oprah spelled backwards. You didn't know that, did you? I think it's own now, the Oprah Winfrey Network. Yeah. Right. So she actually built her own media company around her talk show, right? To build her exposure. Mm. We've talked on you know numerous occasions, Sam, about if if you don't have speaking opportunities, create your own events and invite invite people to Absolutely. them. Right? And you'll start to yeah. build that exposure and people go, Well, actually, I really enjoyed that. You could would you mind coming and speaking in front of my people as well? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna talk about that later. Yeah, I listen to your podcast. That's really great. Can you come and come on my podcast? Mm-hmm. Can you come and speak to my people? Right? And all of that starts to build this kind of momentum that gives you more exposure and more opportunity. Absolutely. So once we're really clear on, or once you're really clear on your niche, your topic, your brand, what it is that you bring, it's time to research the kinds of media opportunities that you would like to attract because you need to know where they are. It's also good to know what types of media I guess I'm more in your genius zone. You know, do you prefer being speaking on stage? Do you prefer being on podcasts? Do you prefer writing? Would you like to be quoted in articles? Are you okay to be in all of those or do some of those need to go? You're not good at speaking on stage. So, you know, research what it is in within your zone of genius that's out there that you can start to really highlight and then ask. Yeah, I think that's, that's the key thing. We can't just research and get opportunities and get exposure if we don't ask for those opportunities. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I used to get sent hundreds of media releases a day, right, from people asking for exposure. Mm-hmm. The ones that didn't ask didn't get it. What's the quote? The squeaky wheel gets the oil. That's right. right? So if you ask, you, you're more likely to get it. Now, there are some tips to that. Mm-hmm. Right? If you just come out and say, hey, here's my announcement. I've just released a new, uh, a new podcast or a new episode of my podcast. You might not get necessarily get the exposure you want. But if you start to build relationships with the people whom you want to get featured on, you will get those opportunities, right? You and I, Sam, are more likely to feature someone on this podcast whom we have a relationship with than someone we don't have a relationship with. Absolutely. Although I have had people that I didn't have a relationship with, and this goes back to the research part. When the person reaches out, have they listened to the show? Do they know what the show is about? How are they going to add value to the listeners? There's a lot of research that happens. I had someone that reached out earlier today who clearly had never listened to the show, who told me all about what she did which had nothing to do with my target market whatsoever. So I respectfully declined. It wasn't adding value to my show. So, but the people that do research and say, I've listened to your show, I listened to these episodes, I can tell that this is likely your target market. This is how I can add value. I'm more likely to be featured. Yeah, but that's that's, start of, that's part of building that relationship. I used to tell people and, you know, as, as a publisher, there was two things that I wanted. Right. First one, I wanted more money <laughs> because I had, well, I had shareholders that I had to kind of report. Of course, to. hey, look, okay. we all have to pay the rent, you know. <laughs> okay, well, right. So that was the first thing. If 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 someone wanted to be featured and they had the money, guess what? <laughs> they got featured. Okay, mm-hmm. and you can buy exposure if you so want to. Right? There are mm-hmm. Plenty of uh, media opportunities. Right, that you can you know get on if you pay mm-hmm. the entry price, if you pay the paper. Now the second thing that I was looking for a publisher, and I keep this in mind, you know, as you know, as a, as a business owner, as a you know podcast co-host, if it's not going to get me more money, will it get me more eyeballs? Or readers or listeners, which will then get me yeah. more money, right? So it's got to give, it's got to deliver on those two things. So if you want exposure on someone else's publication, be it you know Forbes, Huff Post, the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast, you know whatever it happens to be that you want exposure on. Can you deliver one of those two things to the the owner mm-hmm. of that channel? Can you deliver them more money, right, or opportunities? Can you deliver them more readers, listeners, mm-hmm. eyeballs, which will ultimately get them, you know, more money, more Absolutely. exposure as well? Absolutely. So if you think those two things, great. So you know, the one you said this morning where you declined, Sam, clearly that was one who didn't research whether they could deliver one of those two things to you know the business lab. Absolutely. So. Definitely research, not just the opportunities that you're looking for, but research behind them. How can you add value to someone else's stage or platform? I guess platform's a better word. How can you add value to them in their platform and then fill that need? Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, if you get to know someone, um, if you wanted to be on the Thought Leaders Business Lab, for example, if you're in the community and you're regularly adding value and then came to us and said, hey, this is how I want to be on the podcast and this is what I can bring to the table, again, you're more likely to get looking. 100%, 100%. Now, there are some some places that you can register to have media opportunities landing in your inbox every day. Let's have a quick yep. look at a couple of these. So one of my favorites is Source Bottle. 
and I forgot to look up. I think it's sourcebottle.com and it's source like S-O-U-R-C-E, like to be a source. And this is a great website where people post opportunities. So it could be reporters or podcast hosts or anyone that's looking for a source to help fill a gap. And do you use Source Bottle, Tim? Um, look, I have before. I don't use it terribly often and, and probably not as much as I could. Um, for me, that sort of expert channel, I haven't really tapped into it you know, from, from this perspective. So I, you know, podcasters is my main sort of source mm-hmm. of expert positioning. I do a little bit of speaking, not as much as you, but I do a little bit of speaking and, and got a, an event coming up very shortly as well. But Source Bottle is a fantastic one because you just go in there and say, I'm, I'm looking for this kind of opportunity. And, and, and we've got to think that, we've got to remember that, you know, editors and content producers are desperately looking for more good content to put 100%. onto their platforms, right? They're in a, com- they're in a competitive mm-hmm. landscape, right? They're all fighting for good content that draws, that attracts readers, eyeballs, listeners, so that they can sell those that traffic to their Absolutely. advertisers. Absolutely, and they are as time poor as the rest of us. We're all, we're all time poor. <laughs> That's right, right? So again, so again, so if we can make it easy for them to say, you know, and when you submit your, I guess, your application, your, your, your pitch to get some space, you know, who is it? Right? Don't make it, you know, if, you, if you're doing print, don't make it hard to, that it needs mm-hmm. to be reformatted mm-hmm. or spell checked, right? Because it, you're just making it hard for that editor out of all the other opportunities they've got to go, no, that one's just too hard to do. Make it easy for them, right? Put references in, put quotes, right? Put your details where you can be accessed. Put some context about why it's relevant to that particular publication in the context of where they're at right now. Absolutely. Okay, so we're coming up to Valentine's Day. Right. So can you do something related to Valentine's Day? Because all of these outlets will be looking for something related to Valentine's Day. The def- the sources are definitely coming out looking for Valentine's Day opportunities at the moment. I get a source bottle email twice a day, get one in the morning and one in the afternoon. I always scan through. My biggest tip in accept if you decide to accept any of these is number one, make sure that you hit reply straight away as soon as that email comes. Because like I said before, or like we said before, these uh, journalists are very time poor. So if something lands in their inbox within 30 seconds, they'll just be like, awesome, that box is ticked. Let's just go with that. So, so make sure you're very timely, get onto it straight away. And the second thing is always read exactly what it is they're looking for, because sometimes they just want a small paragraph. Sometimes they'll ask for links to your LinkedIn profile. You know, they'll ask for different things. Sometimes they'll ask for the whole the whole post. They'll ask you to write the post. So just be very, very aware that they're very busy and the quicker you can answer it and give them exactly what it is you want or they want, sorry, the more opportunity you will have to be featured. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another one that's also really good, of course, is um, helperreporter.com. So it is sourcebottle.com, Sam. It is excellent. Helperreporter.com is a very similar one as well, right? So they're looking for stories on quotes and references. And if you're an expert in that space, they'll go, so and so expert. You've seen it in the media yourself. You know, we've got this quote from this expert. Great. You know, let's put that in. Um, into their article, all right? And again, if you can help them out on a regular basis, they may just reach out to you directly and say, you are my resident expert in this particular space. Absolutely. On that, I had someone reach out to me a couple of weeks ago on a Sunday night. It was a journalist that I had not 
had any interaction with before. Someone else in my network had referred him to me uh, and he'd said, look, I've been really caught out. The other expert has bailed on me. I, I need this by tomorrow morning. Are you able to help out? So when I did help him out the next morning, the next, the, once I'd given him what he needed, I asked him, are you often in this situation where you're looking for people to get back to you, you know, in a short amount of time? And he said, yeah, I'm really, you know, I'm the kind of the go-to person that media outlets go to when they want something in a hurry. And I said, well, look, I'm, you're quite welcome to contact me. I'm always happy to, to help you out in a, in a timely manner. So always, once you get these opportunities and you're, you're speaking one-on-one -on -one with these journalists, ask them what they're looking for. Ask them how you can add more value but also put your hand up and say, hey, I'm here. I'd, I'd love more opportunities. Yeah, and that that's comes back to that building that relationship and being top of mind. Right? Mm -hmm. I think we we often forget that there's this stage after the initial the initial contact, right? Yes, you might help them out once. Um, yes, you might respond to a source bottle sort of request once for a quote or whatever. But if you continue to build the relationship, like everything, the more relationships we have in our business, the more successful we're going to be and the more exposure, in this case, we're likely to get. Absolutely. So we've talked about being clear on your brand, clear on your niche and your topic, uh, about researching where you can get these opportunities, asking for the opportunities. We've talked about how you can get these opportunities in your inbox, about building good relationships. And I think there's one last piece, and that's once you've gained these media opportunities, how can you then use them continually or to get the long tail. So I think a lot of people sort of go for the opportunity and then walk away. The way that we're going to attract our clients is actually in the like once this is published. Things like how are you sharing your content? You know, is it sitting on your website? So what are some what are some sort of tips that you can give Tim on how you can get more exposure off the back of these opportunities? I think the first one is around this is this is where it comes back to a little bit of symbiosis here, right? So someone else has done a podcast, and look, you and I have both been on podcasts, and we've had guests on podcasts where we're doing all the promotion and they're not doing anything as well, right? So think symbiosis here. If someone writes an article in which you are featured, right, they're looking for exposure, right? Their article. So if you can promote it, not only are you promoting yourself. You're also promoting uh -huh. them and they go, Sam is clearly awesome. We're going to come back to her again. Right? But at the same time, you're getting someone else is putting you on this pedestal as the expert. So it's not you saying you're an expert anymore. It's someone else saying that you're an expert. Right? So take those snippets, use them to promote when those, those articles and podcasts and so on are first published, mm -hmm. but then keep reusing them. So if you had an article on Sydney Morning Herald or featured on this particular podcast or, you know, or in Forbes on, on the website, whatever it happens to be, reference that mm. and you can usually ask permission to use their, their logo, reference that on your website, right? Reference that on your social media profiles, you know, as seen in da, 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 all these locations, but use them and use them regularly. So if you've got a really good social media scheduling tool, particularly one that's got a library attached, you can keep dipping into your, you know, brag box and grabbing out something where, hey, just wanted to remind you this is a cool article that I was published in mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as an expert. Absolutely. Right? And you can keep reusing the same content over and yeah. over. Yeah. I think um, I had a really great idea from someone a couple of months back is every time you're published on someone else's podcast, turn that into a blog post and put it on your 
website. I think that's really great because you're using the content that someone else has helped you put together um, and you're recreating that content in your own site. I, th- I thought that was a really great, yeah, a great awesome. idea. Yeah, really like that. So, there's, yeah, there's lots of ways you can do it. Um, and if you don't, I think you're missing out on your own opportunity. When you've gone and sought this media, right, it, it, it's up to you to kind of use it and, you know, against your own audience as well. Mm, I think it's a really great way to make your marketing budget go further because a lot of these opportunities don't cost anything. So you get a lot more exposure and it means that when you do do paid marketing, it's it's kind of, you know, if more people know who you are, it's also going to put that paid marketing on steroids. You're going to get bigger bang for your buck. So I think it's something that everyone should consider doing. Absolutely. Um, and not such a bad idea if you don't have time to do it yourself, which we often mm-hmm. don't necessarily the area we add the most value into our business hire a va right because your va can sit there and you know scan for opportunities and say do you want to go for this one yes they'll very quickly learn what you're looking for you know you'll record a little five minute sort of snippet into your voicemail send it to your va they'll type it up send it off right and then they'll pick up the sort of the back side of it and and uh you know build the promotion through your social media yourself absolutely 100 percent. some great tips there tim I'm going to have to do that, Sam. What have we got next week? Next week, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship. What is it and is it right for you? I love this topic. This is one that um, has, has come up quite recently in my family as my 13-year-old son is about to turn four, as he turns 14 in, what's that, 14 days, 15, 16 days. I don't know, I can't count. Um, 16 days. He's been asking a lot lately about entrepreneurship. So I love it. I'm looking forward to it. Good topic. Thanks for hanging out with me today, Tim. Thanks, Sam. Um, if you've liked today's episode, please scroll down on the page and leave a comment. Or have you got any tips on gaining media exposure or media opportunities that we haven't talked about? We'd love for you to, to let us know. And of course, if you do have some success with what we've talked about today, then we'd love to hear that as well. Thanks for listening today. Look forward to seeing you all. Actually, we won't see you. Looking forward to being in your earbuds next week. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. But before we go, have you joined us in the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook? If not, jump over there right now and connect with other entrepreneurs who are also building and scaling their business. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.